Welcome to Truman's Matrix. A podcast built around the craziest headlines around the world. A production of Digging Deeper Media, owned by Hale Multimedia. Where you don't know who's watching who, or who's controlling you. Before I say good afternoon, good evening, and good night, (laughs) I need to tell you where this name came from. So Truman's Matrix is like a combination of, uh, we call it the strangest headlines from around the world, but the name came from, uh, it feels like we're living in a matrix. It feels like we are. We're living in a matrix. But the Truman Show, we, I first took notice of this Truman Show. I mean, it was made years ago, but I just found it last year. And when I saw the weather machine guy in the sky and he was moving the rain over to rain on poor Jim Carrey when he was sad on the beach and he kept moving that rain cloud over him, I realized that the articles and the research we did on these big weather machines that they have up in Alaska were actually true. They can control the weather. I was like, oh, holy crap. (laughs) I mean, I'm serious. When you can get mother nature, everybody thinks that that is just natural. Everybody thinks... So that, to me, was the matrix. That was that Truman's world being able to control the world and also at the same time as you've seen the movie the constant surveillance Hmm. from a baby into his adulthood he was monitored by hundreds of cameras throughout his life and he never knew until the very end and he walked away from it it was cool it was a liberating movie but truly strange all of his friends were in on it they had to lie to him the whole time that sucked So, we are going to talk about Truman's Matrix. Truman's Matrix is the strangest headlines from around the world. And it's so hard to find something stranger than the last because the stuff comes out of the woodwork and you're thinking that's not really true. Mm -hmm. And then you, you hear a headline that should have just blown your brain away and it's not that unbelievable now. You're like, oh yeah, really? Yeah. So, I can't believe it. I mean, one thing, for instance, episode number four, this is a, by the way, tonight is a best of series, so this is the best of Truman's Matrix. So, we're just going to talk about a few of the current things, and then we're going to talk about the episodes, the episodes you can refer to on diggingdeeper.us, on our podcast channel. So, just go ahead and uh, write down these numbers, or go check out all these, or just do an internet search on them. But episode number four was actually a camp out, uh-huh. and, and I was out with my Trail Life boys, and I asked them, hey guys, this is a podcast, it's live, I'm trying this thing out, uh, uh, you guys got any kind of like weird questions or conspiracies or anything you want to ask about? And they said, oh, we think the moon landing was faked. <laughs> we're like, okay, all right. I was talking about real conspiracies, not just that, that's a joke, Okay. And so they gave a few little facts why they thought it might not have been true. They actually gave you some debate points, huh? Yeah, there's just teenagers, teenage boys. And I was like, hey, okay, 
So maybe that is like one of those far out things that nobody should believe. It's just like you can't, no, you can't deny the moon landing, right? And then now as time goes on, this is now an hour, uh, a year and a half later, and you came home from school the other day. You teach. And uh-huh. was, is that a science class? That was that discussion yeah, it was or was speech. It a speech? Speech class. Tell yeah. us about that. Oh, we were just talking about an in-debate class. We were talking about the fact that the moon landing was faked. And actually, the two boys that spoke loudest actually said, no, it is real. And no, so they why gave, did it come up? It's like, didn't you? Like, it was on the any? list. It was yeah. just on the list of okay. debate topics. So the, the task was a list of debate topics. And, and we and just were talking picked, through. Oh, I thought they picked that one. I thought you told me they picked that one out Nuh-uh. of all of them. Oh, okay. Before that that in your class with the younger kids weren't they talking about oh that? yes the younger kids were talking oh, about right. it yes. cool yes. thank you ariana cool all right her first appearance on the podcast cool <laughs> so she's here with us my teenage daughter is got some great input she said that the little kids prior to your class yes said the same thing they were talking about that in in our choir class before we ever went to speech <laughs> isn't it weird what kids talk about so now all these kids i want to know why all these kids are coming brought up, with up these. this conspiracy of the moon landing was faked i mean <laughs> uh, you gotta you gotta look into it because um i don't know if you know the story about elon musk and buzz aldrin they're not friends. <laughs> Elon is on the side that he's kind of got some questions if it really happened. And Buzz is completely offended. <laughs> and in fact, I think he punched somebody over it one day. He punched a reporter, Buzz Aldrin. Yeah, he doesn't like <laughs> people day. questioning uh, his... No. no. It's, uh, but anyway, so I guess when you're talking about the craziest headlines... It's really hard to find something crazier than the last. But what did we come up with this week? Well, other than going back to episode four, I know I've got... Uh, I'll go through the list as you find some current stuff. Yeah, and I let know me Natasha, go ahead and... I know Natasha had a couple of things to talk about. So go ahead, Andy. Let me go ahead and finish what I started right before we closed out All the vaccine right. war headlines. Yeah, our segment. So, Nuval, Nuval Noah Harari, um, he spoke at the annual meeting of... Um, uh, the WHO annual meeting. Oh, the WHO annual meeting? Yeah. Okay, so we're back to the doctors now. Right. Uh, World Economic Forum. Okay, there was a WEF, right. so the, the World WEF, Economic Forum. Right. The big wigs with all the money. Right, so Harari is, is you know, the new guy, I guess. Um, not, he's not taking anybody's place, but, you know, he's being he's sure featured. Been, right? He's been talking a lot. Yes, he has. And he's quoted as saying... In the not-so-distant future, similar algorithms might tell us where to work, whom to marry, decide whether to hire us for a job or whether to give us a loan. Humans will simply not be able to understand the computer's decisions. So even in supposedly free countries, humans are likely to lose control over their own lives and also lose the ability to understand public policy. Okay, the Democrats already think we don't understand public policy. But. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> so the key to all of this is the collection of data. It starts with knowing about each individual person. Right. So they can profile how to target you in whatever way they need to change you. Right. And transhumanism is real. We didn't think that it was real. It was one of those things that we do have a podcast on that. So check out the... 
do we have the ugly truth of Truman, uh, of transhumanism, or is it the Truman's Matrix transhuman? I think it's in Truman's Matrix. I think it is, too. Just type in transhumanism, Digging Deeper by Brian Hale, and you'll get it right on your search engine instantly. Transhumanism, Digging Deeper with Brian Hale. Uh, so it's a big topic, the transhumanism. What else did you have in there, Natasha? I think you were bringing something. Um, yeah. Um, I think a little bit of it was kind of touched on that. Uh, the quantum physics, maybe? Can... Does that kind of go, I... in, go with the quantum physics that you had sent me? How really we're just going to be wired to create like as supercomputers? Yeah, it was almost like, it's called the hive mind, um, and she explained it a lot in that interview. Um, but something that I had found this week, um, and I, I, I could find this specific video and share it with you. I'm not sure where it is right now, but um, I did jot down um, the mention of an, the Neuro Rights Act. And so I naturally got onto Google and looked that up. Um, and if you just Google Neuro Rights Act, it'll pop up um, on a website called FrontiersIn.org. Um, and in the first paragraph, it talks about uh, the right to free will. Um, I'm not exactly sure who these people are that wrote this. Um, it was written in October of 2021. Um, but it's honestly quite terrifying to sit and read it. Um, it's literally debating whether or not free will is a thing or not. <laughs> You're exactly right. Yeah, I did pull that up and uh, it's absolutely correct, everything she's saying here. And it says, furthermore, if neuroscience has allegedly created a case against free will since the proposed experiments, <laughs> it seems contradictory to suggest the creation of a neuro right to free will. <laughs> Like, why do you need a rights bill for something that eliminates rights? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. You know, yeah. Well, a couple, a couple sentences down, a couple sentences down, um, in in that paragraph for the neuro right to free will, um, it says free will is a fundamental problem that's been haunting philosophers for more than two millennia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the crazy things about the the world of the viruses that ties back to the weird depopulation thing because I didn't realize it that virologists all share the same fear and this was from the mouth of Jonas Salk the supposed creator of the polio vaccine that actually didn't work and they switched to a different vaccine but the Jonas Salk himself said in about 1982 that our biggest fear as scientists is that if we do too good of a job, we're going against what our ultimate goal is. Of, uh, He didn't call it population control. They have another word for it. It's called evolution of man. So evolution of man in this depopulation world really means depopulation. Okay, so that's what I found out about these virologists and these scientists, including, of course, our good friend, Dr. Fauci. <laughs> oh, which we met another lady today. Or, no, we met, oh, listen, here's, listen to this story. You heard of Doc Holliday. Doc Holliday, the actor, right? Right. Well, okay. or the, yeah. Character. Character. Doc Holliday, the character. Well, this guy who's not, wasn't named Doc Holliday before, 
really liked Doc Holliday and actually ended up changing his name to Doc Holliday. But <laughs> that's not why he's famous. What's weird about it is that this guy, Doc Holliday, the imposter, not, you know, uh, the guy who changed his name. <laughs> yeah. Actually, back in 1992, found a cure to the HIV virus. Yeah. Cured AIDS in 1992. We've already reported on this. We've already reported that as, of course, if you've watched the Plandemic movie, you know that Dr. Judy Mikovits has already revealed to the world that Dr. Fauci and others were hiding this research and holding back a cure and millions of people on the continent of Africa died because of it, but nobody really remembers or cares. So they lied, they covered up, and now we know that HIV virus is included in the new vaccines. So, Yeah. Yeah, so that's just great. They're recycling this stuff and putting it back in us. <sighs> but anyway, this depopulation thing is weird because I didn't think that it was real and the, then you listen to these forums of these bigwigs saying it, and they come right out and say it, including Bill Gates, saying the words directly, we cannot sustain a population over 5 billion. If we get to 8 billion, then the only thing is that everybody <laughs> has to have the shot. Otherwise, it won't work. Yeah, but we were, discuss- <laughs> we were discussing with somebody else the fact that we're, it's not like we're running out of room. Oh, they I are know. killing off all these small towns in middle America. And, right. and you've got uh, miles and miles and miles between people. Yeah, between Wichita Falls and Great Bend, Wichita Falls, Texas, and Great Bend, Kansas, I saw enough space. And I know that the farmers, and we love our ranchers, and that's what we do, and agriculture support them. But we know they need some space for their, their livestock management. But you can't tell me that those fields and fields and hills and hills and rangelands and the empty fields and the empty pastures, just miles and miles and miles of it along the road from here to there, I could have put 10 million people on a five-acre plot between here and there. Yeah. And yeah. instead the, they need to We're not to running just, out of room. Just kill people. <laughs> so it's not the room no. that they're considering. No, it's but they the are making... resources. They are making it so that we're running out of food. That's a resource. Yeah, I mean, things that yeah. come from the earth to make the food. Yeah, and we're going to have a war on agriculture uh, talk. In fact, like I mentioned earlier in the intro, Mike Calicrate. Man, I hope Mike becomes a guest on our program. And uh, I think he will if I can pin him down. He's flying in tomorrow, and he'll be here in Great Bend, Kansas. And he'll be talking about the big problem in the beef industry. And it's an all-out war on the producer. As we all know, the producer keeps getting less while the packers are owned by the government and they control all the profit. So Mike will really knock our socks off and we'll have a special report on the war on ag, but that's another matrix. It's just how can we live without food? We can't. They expect people to die. It's an, an acceptable loss. They want people to die. Mm-hmm. So I know I'll probably get banned from most platforms for this, but we tell the truth. <laughs> Do you have something else to add to that? Um, yeah, I think just uh, basically the, they, the term that he uses, um, useless eaters. Uh, and then they mentioned quite a bit that we're going to be eating bugs. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, we saw that. Yeah, um, the useless class. The useless class. Yeah, that was what what it was termed then. That other article. I yeah. Saw. Yeah. 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 So I would agree that it's not it's not a matter of um, you know the space that the world has for us. It's just that they think that we gobble up resources and don't contribute enough. But you know, I I don't think that we are. Um, I don't think that we're enabled to, you know, I feel like there's exactly. a lot of restrictions. You can't buy land. You have to property taxes. You know, I, I think people would contribute a lot more if we were pushed towards that direction. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That That's one of the points, the article I was reading about the useless humans was the fact that um, the next generation has been trained to just, um, live in their little virtual world and, you know, be fine with not going out in public, not doing anything, you know, just they've been, you know, gotten used to it. And Yeah. Yeah, it's not fair to to dumb us down and then claim that we're dumb. That's completely contradictive. You can't you know, if they if 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 they pushed us in a direction where we were able to thrive uh-huh. We wouldn't be so useless in their eyes. That's what believe. that's well, what that's... Darren was talking about too, is just mm-hmm. the fact that um these kids need to get out of those universities and back to the farm and learn how to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just I cannot believe how much of a revelation uh and unfortunately against higher education that I've had since since we went to college. Yeah. Because I believed in it too in the 1980s. I mean, I got a small baseball scholarship to play in Nebraska and and I I went to college and with full intention of continuing on uh ended up the second year just joining the army. Uh opted for that and I think I learned more in the army than I did at the university. Uh they but, pushed you, huh? Uh but I just as you see the product of the university, you got to look at the end product. If you're all, if you're going to buy something or look into something, and look at the end product. It's look at the end product. Yeah. And the end product of what's coming out of college is first of all, and a lot of times on paper, an overqualified class of people who aren't even. I mean, they may have paper smarts, but not any common sense in the world. Right. And that's sad to say that, that our kids, you know, 19, 20, 20, 22, 23, coming out with no common sense, but they get... No world experience, no... Yeah. And they fight for the very few jobs that there are that are degreed jobs. And when they do, these jobs are usually kind of fluff jobs. I mean, uh, government jobs or high-paying jobs where they end up thinking that they have... You know, I'm just... I guess there's just a lot wrong with the university system and their product, and I'm glad that there's a movement more towards uh, tech colleges, tech schools, and mm-hmm. entrepreneurship. Yep. Yep. Because we need to take back our country. We do. We need to take it back. Right now, we have about just over five minutes before the hour, so we have time for probably just another subject Uh under Truman's Matrix. What was our favorite? <laughs> what was our favorite podcast so far on Truman's Matrix? So, do you have you had a chance, Natasha? You're really new, but do you? Uh, I know you're not new to the world of being uh, enlightened, but 
uh, to our podcast, do you have any favorites under the Truman's Matrix concepts that we've had? I haven't really dug deep into them, but I'm looking at them right now. Uh, crack pipes and trucker strikes kind of is kind yeah, of yeah. screaming at me right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a fun one. That was a popular one because I, I believe the Canadian truckers did change the world. Uh, and that was big news. That was a freedom rally that eventually did get shut down, but they were bold and they held their ground and, you know, nobody got shot. So, right. um, and the other part was the hunter. And the Biden, the Biden. No, when it's unbelievable, but we have video. This is one of my favorites. This is a, a black guy from Washington, D.C. saying that down at the center, don't tell him who yet. Down at the center, I'm going to call it the center, but it's somewhere else, that every Tuesday they hand out stuff. Oh, yeah. And you can come get stuff. <laughs> and it's basically, I suppose, the homeless population or maybe the drug population. <laughs> but they go down and they get, you know, a pack of stuff, probably some food and some socks and stuff like that. And, yeah. and this guy was showing us because the week before, Joe Biden said he was going to issue... Uh, drug kits yes so that it would be more safe uh-huh. for the meth pipe users right and so he they spent millions of dollars on these drug pipe kits and everybody said ah that's baloney Jen Psaki said they're not going to send out drug pipes to people and this guy in his hand he has from the Department of Health and Human Services with the label on it he has his pack of his drug paraphernalia and the funny thing is is where did he get it? At the Catholic Church. They hand out that stuff every Tuesday down there so go <laughs> on get yours. Even the black guy with him said the, guy, the black guy with him said I ain't touching that is that a real needle in there? <laughs> yeah. And the brother said, "Yeah, it's a needle, man." <laughs> yeah, that was a good. Oh, one. That was a little me? TikTok find that yeah. we're not even on TikTok, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, somebody sent that to us. Yeah, and, that uh, was a good one. Oh, yeah. so thank you for reminding us about. And I loved my title. I just came up with that because it kind of rhymed, you know, like, you know, uh, crack pipes and trucker strikes. You know, it's, it's funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah. the way I said it, it was funny. It's like the crack pipes are in. The crack pipes are in. Joe Biden kept his promise. He came through. But you never got yours. I didn't. Natasha, did you get your crack pipe kit? I didn't. Well, you know, until everyone gets a crack pipe kit, it's not it's not gonna work. (laughs) Until until those crack pipe kits are are in in the arms of everyone. Every (laughs) arm in the world has to have a crack pipe kit in it. And then those things will work. The, the things that, that they didn't send out. Right, right. Oh, my. Well, that was fun. Thank you, Natasha. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, okay, a couple minutes left. Yeah, I think, you know, like when you're talking about the Truman's Matrix being headlines that you don't think you can believe, I can remember back before I really, you know, became aware of how crazy things were. Those safe injection sites that they have set up all over, that blew my mind when I, when I found out that people, that there's places designated for that when it's an illegal drug. So it's kind Yeah. Of, yeah. What? The safe inze- injection sites. In other words, the, you're not going to get arrested like little, for 
Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, they've so, got little areas set up in like I don't know, like probably big towns like Chicago. I don't know where they are, but little safe and safe drug injection sites where people can go and and safely do it. Oh without wow! Getting so you just touched on a story. Yep. Andrea knows this story, but. Natasha, you're amazing. I hope our listeners are enjoying this because we're going to finish off this half hour. No, we're going to finish off this half hour with a true story from my crazy past. And it is a chapter in my book, When the Smoke Clears, that isn't written yet. (laughs) But it's in my mind and I think I have a few chapters written down. So in one of these chapters, uh, we learn about a real life experience and we are going to do that right after this quick break hey everyone this is brian hale if you've heard this program before you know i have been offering website help for many years in fact we've been in the business for over 20 and we'd love to help you for anything website related even if you just need some advice it's free Email support at hailmultimedia.com or call 940-224-6315. Portfolio, pricing, and contacts all on hailmultimedia.com. And and we're talking about Amsterdam. It's coming out of this break here. So I am stationed in Germany uh, in my 20s. I think I was 20, 29, something like that. And so I'm stationed in the military in Germany, and a news report comes on 60 Minutes. And, you know, we only have basically one or two channels, I uh, think, you know, in the 90s in the barracks in Germany. And so we had a couple channels, and 60 Minutes came on, and a friend of mine who was a nurse, I was a a medical administrator, uh, worked in the front office. And so a nurse friend of mine, a guy, he comes over and he said, hey, man, have you heard about Amsterdam? And I said, yeah, I've heard of Amsterdam. He goes, no, do you know about Needle Park? And I said, uh, no. He goes, ah, it was on 60 Minutes. We should go there. I said, what? He goes, yeah, everything is legal there. And uh, maybe I might have to tell you that, you know, a lot of people know this, but, you know, here I am on live radio, right? Mm-hmm. A- admitting to uh, some hash usage <laughs> in, in Germany, okay? So we would go there for the hash, okay? Yeah, right. So, uh, but that, that doesn't, that's legal. That's legal there. And they actually, in Amsterdam, there, uh, it wasn't Amsterdam. We were in Zurich. Oh. Excuse me, Zurich. Yeah, we mentioned Amsterdam earlier. That was another story. Oh, yeah, don't talk about that story. <laughs> so we were in Zurich, Switzerland, and there's a place called Needle Park. So people that are familiar with that are going, Hey, Brian, now it's Needle Park is in Zurich, not Amsterdam. So, right, so it's in Zurich, Switzerland, and they have what you were referring to as a safe zone. They're and the first ones to do it, right? Yeah, it's the first one in the world, and that's what 60 Minutes Report was on, how uh, it works for the city of Amsterdam. It Across the street is the police station, and the uh, train station so it's easy for people to get to and the police are right there they have ambulances that come through every day and they help people that have passed out they give out free soup and free needles and free (laughs) kool-aid something to drink i thought they should do water but anyway i guess it was before the water craze (laughs) so 
uh, that's what they would do. And they supported this park, and they they wanted everybody in town to just do their drugs right in this in this area. And I thought that's a strange concept. So as a journalist type already, I was in the military as a medical administrator. But I was interested in journaling and in journalism, so I had bought one of the first eight millimeter Sony uh, video cameras back in the early '80s, or actually mid to late '80s. I had the camera, and I used it in in uh, Germany in 1989 to 91. And so when I was over there, I think this was probably '89 when I went over to Zurich. I had the video camera underneath my trench coat and I documented everything, the people that we talked to and I asked questions like, what are you saying and what is, what is, uh, cocaine and of course that's cocaine and another one is, uh, uh, oh, I, I've been out of the drug culture for a long time but anyway, I can't remember the names they were using but I was just asking people, I was like, well, what's that mean and this and that and some of it was heroin and some of it was cocaine and and some of them had hash. But it was just incredible to see everybody just so open about it. And the most frightening thing was when I walked around the corner and I saw this woman who was just completely disheveled and 25 pounds, maybe, you know, maybe 95 pounds, I don't know, maybe 60 pounds. This woman was frail and she was shooting a needle in the corner of her eyeball. Ugh. Yeah. So, no, I would never mess with that stuff, and that's not why we went there. But out of curiosity and a, and a little uh, hash run, we decided to move on over that way. So that's in the book, so I had to tell the truth there. So if that surprises <laughs> any listeners, hey, if you all know me, you know they I have a They haven't history. read the book. That yeah. Written yeah, yet. see, you haven't read the book, right. <laughs> so, so if you missed the book, too bad. <laughs> and uh, and if you miss this live, then you may never hear this because I may just cut that out. <laughs> so Natasha is in privileged company tonight. <laughs> well, we we are just because of my silly story. We are just a few minutes past the hour, so we already took a break. So we can go right on into our ugly truth segment. And uh, that we will just be reviewing our our major highlights there, or lowlights, uh, <laughs> because a lot of them have to do with the same thing. So you'll find out what that's about here in the next segment. We'll be, we are going to take actually just one more quick break and hear from Hale Multimedia one last time, and then we'll start our Ugly Truth segment. Hey everyone, this is Brian Hale. If you've heard this program before, you know I have been offering website help for many years. In fact, we've been in the business for over 20 and we'd love to help you for anything website related, even if you just need some advice. It's free. Email support at hailmultimedia.com or call 940-224-6315. Portfolio, pricing, and contacts all on hailmultimedia.com. And that's going to do it for this edition of Truman's Matrix, a podcast built around the craziest headlines around the world, a production of Digging Deeper Media, owned by Hale Multimedia. You can find Digging Deeper with Brian Hale on your favorite podcast network, or visit all of our podcasts under one roof at diggingdeeper.us. And one more thing. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.